here coming to you live from Rachel's floor and wherever Mimi currently is. We're going to tell you all about Batwoman and all about SDCC because this is our special SDCC episode that is only a few weeks late. I'm your host, Jess Plinnies. I'm here with... Rachel Eiley. And there we go. We are ready to begin, I think. Yes. Okay. Hi, peeps. Um, as Jess said, this is our post-SDCC episode. Um, just a little better late than everyone else's, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> so a lot of fun things came out of SDCC. We got some casting news. We found some stuff out. So we're going to talk about them, and then we're going to have a discussion about the LGBT LGBT superhero characters on television that came before Batwoman. It made it possible for her to come. Do we need to start this all over again? No, we don't. My not intro doing that was again. fantastic, and she keeps unbelievable. I'm going to hurt her. Okay. So, to start, we have casting news about Crisis. So, we know Batwoman is going to be in the Crisis crossover, um, and one of the things that we found out, actually, at the Batwoman panel, they revealed that Burt Ward, um, who played Robin from Batman 66, is going to be in Crisis. Batman 66? Um, What's that? They did not specify if he's going to be playing oh, Robin, but, um... Oh, the Adam West Batman! Why didn't you say the Adam West Batman? Because it's generally referred to as Batman 66. Um, so we'll have to see about that. And, um, we have some other news. Do you want to uh, take it from there, Mimi? Yeah. I can't remember right now. We can swear, right? Yeah. But not the, the bad swear. Just the little swears. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So, holy shit, Kevin Conroy, also from, you know, Adam West, Batman, Batman 66, is future Bruce Wayne, which I think is kind of amazing, and I'm very curious to see how that's going to go down. But What's they're happened? pulling out all the stops in their own special CW way, and that's exciting. That's kind of all I have to say to that. I'm just really Sorry. happy. Sorry. Yeah, no, I think I, I, messed, I messed it up. He's not from Batman 66. Yeah, he's from Batman the Animated Series, Rachel. I got confused. Rachel doesn't know her Batmans. Please jot that down. Open your textbooks and say Rachel does not know yeah, Batman. that sounds right. So we're good. Because okay. obviously that was the Bruce Wayne Batman. So Kevin Conroy, who played Batman, wouldn't be Batman in Bruce Wayne's Okay, so we're getting Batman from the animated series, and he's playing future Bruce Wayne, and we have Robin from Batman 66, and we don't know who he's playing. Okay? Is that a good summary of future Robin? Maybe. I mean, yes, but we don't have it confirmed. They just said he's playing a character. Could be anyone. Your turn. My turn! The most important announcement, which is a secret I have kept for months. 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 You guys don't even, like, when I first got this secret, I immediately, like, texted Rachel and was like, oh my god, you'll never guess what. And then I kept it a secret since then and told no one else, never ever. But, Brandon Ralph, aka my favorite person in the universe, is coming back as Superman, which is exactly what he deserves, and I literally, I've been so excited about this for months. And when it was finally released, I was at SCCC and I was like still freaking out. And Rachel's like, you literally have known for months stop freaking out. And I'm like, no, I can't. Because it's what Brandon deserves. And he's so excited about that. I'm so excited as a fan of his to see this. I literally like, I'm assuming most people listening to this podcast are aware that I have a mask of Brandon Routh's face. If you're not, now you are. You could establish that by now. It's horrifying. Um, I was wearing it. Shortly after this reveal at SDCC happened, it was beautiful. It was the best moment of my life. Um, he is going to be there as Kingdom Come Superman, which 
If you don't know who that is, open a comic book. The main point is he is going to be Superman again, and he's so excited, and I'm so excited, and you should be excited because it's what Brandon Mouth deserves. Yeah, they did the um, reveal of that he's going to be Kingdom Come Superman specifically with the logo and everything at the Arrow panel, um, and we were not expecting him to I come on stage. I cried, so and I already knew, but I still cried. It was a, a pleasant surprise <laughs> in the Arrow panel. Yeah, so that is the casting news that we have so far about Crisis. I think everyone is really pumped. Are we? Um, I'm pumped for Brandon. Full stop. They also, I know, I watched the Flash panel, and I think they said that Tom Cavanaugh is going to be, be playing another character God, as well. Who Tom Cavanaugh? I don't remember. No. Pariah? Or something his name is? I think that's his name. Apparently it's something to do with Crisis getting kicked off comic books, you know. Um, because they don't give Tom Cavanaugh enough to do. Can we free Tom Cavanaugh? Like, at DragonCon last year when I met him, he was talking about the 400 Wells he plays. Exact quote, 400 Wells. And he never signed up to play Wells. And I think, really, he would be thankful if we started a petition to free Tom Cavanaugh from ever playing a version of Wells again. I think we should move on before the Flash podcast thinks that we're uh, encroaching Flash on podcast! Free Tom Cavanaugh! You can do it! That's your lane! Free him! Okay. So the other exciting thing regarding Batwoman that came out of SDCC was that they screened the pilot. So all three of us have now seen the pilot. Um, and we are under a very strict spoiler ban. <coughs> Jessica. I have so many spoilers. All right, who's ready? So we are giving limited pilot reactions on our thoughts regarding out. them. Would you like to start, Jessica? Be good. So it's basically just Arrow, which we knew. We've got, in case you were looking for a list of things, um, love interest that has tragic backstory with and haven't seen for a couple years. Love interest, new love interest that I believe will play the Tommy Merlin role of this show. We have um, potentially shady political figure who they're related to. We have a step-parent and step-sibling. What, what? Oh, we have generic evil villain and gooned masked bad guys that capture the good guy and the good guy's like, I've got powers and can get free. This is everything I saw in the Arrow pilot, guys, except there's women. I'm so excited for lesbian Oliver Queen. <laughs> and they're filming in a city where the sun doesn't shine, except this time it's Chicago. So... Me going to the set. How are you doing, lesbian Oliver Queen? Lesbian Oliver Queen replying, super gay, but without arrows this time. Beautiful. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, so the pilot was, I think it was a good um, approximation from the trailer. It was kind of everything I expected from the trailer. Um, I think they did a good job of picking out what part of her backstory they wanted to put in the pilot. Um, they spoke about that at the panel being like, okay, what moments from her backstory do we really want to bring in here? Um, and they definitely put some stuff in there that I wasn't expecting. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, they established the villain plot pretty good so far. Um, I'm not going to get into that. Um, but I'll, we'll say that they established something earlier than I expected them to. Um, so... Wait, they've read comics. We can spoil that. That's not a spoiler. I guess. I mean, the, the fact that it is, but the fact that they did it. In the, they they revealed canonically that Alice is Kate's sister. Um, which we knew, because we've opened a comic book. Knew. 
But I wasn't expecting them to reveal that on the show this quickly. It's because um, they're not expecting people to have read comic books before watching Lesbian Oliver Queen. Alice is great, though. Rachel Scarson is great, um, which I expected. So, yeah, I um, I enjoyed it, and I think it was a good place to build on, and hopefully we'll see more development um, and character potential from here. All right, Mimi, hit us with your thoughts. I'm excited. It was so much better than I expected it to be, even though I also got the same feeling of, oh, it's Arrow, but lesbians. <laughs> it is. But I feel like because Arrow's what started it, by default, we're going to think of where it came from. Yeah. But it still made me excited because when I first watched Arrow, I was like, dang, I love this show. Now I'm like, dang, the show gave me so many other shows that I love so much more, but thank you for existing to do this. <laughs> this is going to be fun, though. I like it a lot. I love the cast so far. It did a nice amount of twists in there that made me go, oh, good, you're doing what I didn't expect you to do so soon. And that made me happy, because I like when I'm wrong. So yeah, that's kind of my, that's as good as I can get without spoiling. Okay, that's that's good. Um, I don't think I've said this on here before, but um, I think it's really funny that when Arrow first came out, everyone was like, oh, they're just ripping off Batwoman, and, I mean Batman. And now that we actually have a Bat property, they're like, oh, they're just ripping off Arrow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, uh, those were our thoughts on the pilot. You guys will hopefully be able to see it soon in October. Um, and now we're going to move on from our thoughts from the Batwoman panel. Um, I was live tweeting the Batwoman panel on the Twitter account. Um, if you would like to go back and read those tweets, um, we have some highlights. Um, the first I was going to read and then I'll let my co-host take over for some of the other ones. Um, is that they were heavily inspired by the Elegy storyline by Greg Rucka from the comics. And they specifically said the ongoing story format of comics is a natural fit for a TV series, which I thought was, you know, pretty good insight because we have all of these shows based on comics. Um, I, I've done a little bit of digging and, you know, seen the storyline, kind of seen what they've been going through there. And I think, I think it's a good place for them to draw origins from. Uh, so what else do we got here? Do you want to go, Jess? Oh, sorry, Brandon just posted a new photo. Um, yes! The next... Am I this point? Yes. Oh my god. Sorry, dear readers. Listeners? Listeners. Um, the next part was they talked about the don't ask, don't tell military background, which is part... Military? Yes. Background. That's what the bullet point reads. Um, which obviously, if you are American, you know what don't ask, don't tell is, and we've covered it before. Yeah. And I will say it did play a significant part in the pilot and it's a topic that is by nature going to lead to a lot of like potentially homophobic and triggering like topics being covered uh, which I hope they handle it with grace because I know a lot of people were actually like real life affected by this um, and again it is part of Kate's backstory in the comics but, like, dating is a bit weird, because I feel like by the time it went out, it shouldn't have affected Kate based on how old they have her being. But we'll see how they play it in the Arrowverse. Well, I think they have it because she's supposed to be at West Point while she was basically in high school. And 10 right. years is supposed to have passed. Okay, so yeah, I guess. then the dates would work. Math, yeah, I was okay. thinking. Yeah. Um, she was out of West Point at the yeah, time. But no, no, you're right, she's she still, is still in, West, still West, in Point. West Point in the... 
It's just, you know, when they have a fully grown adult yeah. actor pretending they're a high school student and I've, like, seen high schoolers. Like, I've watched Riverdale. I know what a high schooler looks like. She does not look like a high schooler. Obviously, a high schooler looks like Cole Sprouse right now. Not, not like Sweet Life Cole Sprouse. That's like an elementary schooler. We, we need full... Okay, let's... Let's stay on topic. This isn't the Riverdale You know, podcast. it's the same thing, though. It's the same thing. Like, obviously, we have, like, an actress who's, like, pretending to be her younger self. And, like, they didn't do, like, age makeup or anything. Which, like, when the CW tries to age people down, they just put bad wigs on them. And I was really disappointed that she wasn't in a wig with bangs. Because we all know that would have been a everyone had bangs during their flashback sequences. That's true. Um, <laughs> Where's her bangs? Yeah, but they, they talked at the panel that, you know, it's definitely, it's going to be a big part of her backstory. Um, I think that they say in the pilot at one point, you know, she was planning on doing the military her whole life. And that was going to be her career. And then this thing comes up and she's no longer in the military. So it's something that she's had to deal with. All right. We're going to go to Mimi for our next point. What do you got for us? Mimi? Mimi? Batman. I'm reading, yeah, I'm reading the bullet and I'm like, how do I say the thing? Okay. Um, <laughs> You're good. No worries. Uh. Oh, yeah, so obviously Batman's going to be a big part of it, even if he doesn't show up, because he's freaking Batman, and he's Kate Kate's cousin, so yeah. obviously it's going to be a part of it. But yeah. nice to know they confirm it, you know? Yeah. Um, they, they kind of <laughs> talked about it at the panel as similar to being, like, first season of Supergirl, where they didn't want Superman to come in and kind of overshadow her story, because they wanted her to get established as a hero, um, you know, with her own right. And I think, I think that'll work a little better here because Batman man is established as not being present. It's not that they're just like, you know, playing around him and not showing him. Um, so I think that'll work better. Um, and our last point is that they're going to be introducing the character of Tommy Elliot um, and his backstory as he becomes the villain Hush. Um, he's apparently a villain from the comics. I do not know about this person. Um, but it, they sounded like it was going to be a really interesting story. So I am looking forward to that. Let's open the up? Google. I'm opening the Google. Hush. Right. Batman villain. Should we have done this before? Yes. Yeah. Are we doing it but now? Yes. If I don't Google things on live with you guys, <laughs> is it really... Um, his Hush is a fictional supervillain appearing in the comic books published by DC Comics as an adversary of the superhero Batman. No shit. Somebody right. at the panel asked if they were going to redo any of the Batman villains that Arrow stole. <laughs> I laughed really hard. <laughs> Tommy Elliot was a childhood friend of Bruce Wayne. He's the Tommy, guys! Oh, boy. Uh, he was born into a wealthy family. This really sounds... The two boys often played minifigure games together. And what's his... Can I just get his powers to do in an attempt to destroy Batman? Uh, blah, blah. Someone offered to pay him to kill Bruce Wayne. Oh, Lord. Hush, returns. Someone just tell me what his powers are. What's his powers? Skills. There we go. I think He's an expert marksman. Oh, my God! <laughs> He's Oliver Queen, guys. Oh, God. He no, knows. he's Malcolm Merlin. Right. <laughs> he's the Malcolm... Oh, my God. He's the Malcolm Merlin. I've been wondering who the Malcolm Merlin was for so long. It's him. Friends with her older cousin. Used to play minifigure games together. Now he's an expert marksman. Has performed breakthrough medical operations. Performed surgery. Plastic surgery on himself. Using minimal anesthetic and sheer force of will. Truly, that's what I look for in a man. I mean, that sounds like The ability <laughs> to perform 
plastic surgery on himself. If we don't get a scene where he is like giving himself, I was gonna say a boob job, but then I felt oh, bad, God. but I just said it out loud. But like a nose job, he's gonna be like, I'm gonna get a disguise and like plastic surgery is his nose to like, you know, do. That's what I imagine. That I gotta see it funny. with minimal anesthetic <laughs> and sheer force of will. He's implied to have removed a pacemaker installed on his own heart by himself. Jesus Christ, what the... <laughs> okay, well, this is wild. Wait, has shown the ability to grant himself the appearance of someone else, such as Bruce Wade, using only a long series of planned surgeries on his own face with the aid of a simple mirror. If I don't get a montage where he plastic, like, plastic surgeries himself into, like, Kate Kane, what's the point? What's the point? This, me, like, adding the Batwoman writers, like, specifically this part of the Wikipedia article, and I'm like, you have to promise me. I don't care about anything else anymore. I want this scene. <laughs> I'll, I'll add them every day. Don't think I won't. The Legends writers know who I am. I'm that person. Okay. I'll well, get us plastic surgery. Don't worry. I think they were worried. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they soon will be. So moving forward, those are our big takes from the panel. Um, looking forward that to it. It was a good discussion uh, with our creators. Um, unfortunately, Ruby Rose was not able to be there due to circumstances without her control, um, which stinks. But, you know, it was good to see her in the, uh, the pilot. So then moving on from SDCC, more recently um, at the Television Critics Association? At the Teen Choice seems- Awards. <laughs> At the TCAs recently. (laughs) I literally, every time I'm like, the Teen Choice Awards. Yes, me too. Um, There was an announcement, or well, someone asked a question, and it triggered an announcement based on something that we've been talking about and speculating on. So I am going to let either Jess or Mimi finish this, depending on who wants to do that. I was trying to tweet the writers about the hush thing. (laughs) Um, Oh, no, I do know about this. So this announced the TCAs, and it's again a thing I found out probably a week Early, but the creators we found did, it at SCCC, right? We found it at SCCC. Yeah. Um, that Pete, the writers' room is aware that like fans have been wanting her to be Jewish, and they were kind of like, "Well, lol, of course we're going to keep her Jewish," despite the fact that they blocked Jewish fans on social media for asking these questions and ignored all of us. Um, at the panel, which this is something I didn't bring up ten minutes ago, they did mention they were going to keep the character Kate Kane, or they're going to turn her into a vegan. Because Ruby Rose is vegan. Which is a hot take because also doesn't she wear leather constantly? Like, okay, CW. That's not vegan either. Uh, but I guess she wants her secret vegan powers, whatever, like we all do. Um, who hasn't been there? But, curious because here. one easy thing you could do to show a character is Jewish is something that like I run into every like time me and Rachel go get food, which is like three to four times a week because I'm hungry. Yeah. Um, is like you don't eat pork or you get a cheeseburger with no cheese. Like there's simple ways to show and it, one of the ways to show that someone is Jewish is if they keep kosher. It's like a dietary thing. By making her vegan, you take out this sort of easy way to show that she's a Jewish character. Um, and it was also curious that as like, again, they've ignored Jewish fans talking about this. They've been quick to be like, oh, but we'll make her vegan. Which again, no offense to vegans, but kind of rubbed me weird. But then we did get to um, hear from some of the writers that they were going to keep her Jewish, and then it wasn't again announced at the TCAs. Um, in some press stuff, there they are planning on keeping her Jewish. Historically, though, the DC TV has not been good about having Jewish characters be Jewish. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
that's what from here I was going to say, you yeah. know, we're, we're glad, um, obviously, that they made this announcement and that they will be including her Jewish heritage. Um, but I think, you know, it was a bare minimum, pretty much. Um, and from here, I would just see, like, how can we do better than the Arrowverse has done in the past um, for their Jewish characters? Like, personally, and whenever I think of this issue, it takes me back to 302 of Arrow when they're burying Sarah's body after she dies for real the first time. And Felicity throws dirt in the grave, and she's like, it's a Jewish thing. I know she wasn't, but it feels right. Because to me, that seemed like a very intentional moment. But then we don't see anything about her being Jewish for, like, what, three seasons? Well, she mentioned once during the obligatory Christmas episode that she celebrates Hanukkah. Oh, well, Hanukkah, you know. But she later <laughs> celebrates Christmas in later episodes, so do not worry. It was just like, you know, it was like, that was such a nice moment, but it was just one out of, like, so many seasons. And it was like, oh, now we're forgetting about it. And I was like, so how could, how could we do better? What do you think, what are different ways that they could work it in? They could be better with Kate? Um, It was a little bit better in Legends with uh, Victor Garber's character, uh, Stein. Yeah. We had, like, a whole episode yeah. based on, like, him trying to get a Hanukkah present for his daughter. Yeah. The Bebo episode. And Bebo's, like, one of the most iconic Legends episodes. And that was based around a Hanukkah yes. plot. He's had, like, there's been multiple references to, like, Judaism related to him. He's, like, a rabbi. At one point, he officiates yes. a marriage. When he dies, like, there's, you know, Star of David. And it's, like, and we're not talking about the Earth-X crossover because that was garbage. No, but, like, not. at least that acknowledged characters were Jewish, I guess, in the point of view of, like, Nazis were trying to kill us. So that's fun. That's the type of trauma I want to relive. Um, but at least, like, they handled his... Judaism, like, better? Yeah. I can't think of another Jewish character in the Arrowverse. Well, isn't Barry Allen supposed to be Jewish? Not in, in the, the Arrowverse. Yeah. Hold on. Jewish characters. Well, there DC was... TV. I got the Google mic. There was Rory from um, Arrow, the guy with the rags. Uh, yes, you're right. Hold on. Arrowverse. They definitely... Jew... Ish. They brought There's it, an article. They brought it up regarding There's him a Judaism more. on um, the Arrowverse Wikipedia page. Hold on, kids. Yes, please. <laughs> the the quote for Judaism on the Arrowverse Wikipedia page is a conversation between Felicity and Oliver Queen that says, I'm Jewish. Happy Hanukkah. Really going great there. So religion practice by humans on at least three universes. On Earth 1, Earth 38, and Earth X. Who's on Earth 38? Okay, I'm not going to read the backstory of Judaism on Earth-X, but we'll just move beyond that. Um, Rory Regan and his dead father. Um, yes. Felicity and Donna Smoke, and Donna Smoke's father and mother, because Judaism is maternal, like we were aware of that. Um, Martin Stein's father presumed, presumed, Martin Stein deceased and Lily Stein. How could we forget Martin Stein's Snapper father? Snapper Carr is Sna Jewish. Snapper Carr. I don't even... I've watched... Every episode of Supergirl, and I could not have told you that. And then, oh, don't worry, on Earth X, Felicity Smokes' Earth S doppelganger is Jewish. We don't know if anyone else's Earth X version is because it only lists Felicity Smoke here. Um, oh my god, this is even this is even better. Worship entities. Well, god, is little, uh... angels, first of the fallen. Path we weren't supposed to go down. Oh my episodes that Judaism was mentioned in. Oh, Lord. Season 1 of Arrow, episode Year's End, it was mentioned. Season 2, episode 3, Ghosts, it was indirectly mentioned. Season 3, The Calm, it was mentioned. Season 3, Sarah, the episode Rachel mentioned, actually played a part. 
season four, Dark Waters, which isn't that. I don't remember uh, that one. I don't. I don't remember. Um, season five, The Recruits, which I know was the Rory Regan episode, Invasion, which is the crossover, and What We Leave Behind, which is the episode immediately following the crossover episode. And then season six, Judaism is mentioned in Incorrectable Differences. In Constantine, it is mentioned in one episode. The Flash, it is mentioned in four episodes that someone is Jewish. Um, Dark Waters is the mid-season finale where they try to gas all those people. Oh, that's, of course, it's mentioned in the episode where they gas all those people. And then there's the, um... (laughs) (laughs) It's so unfortunate. Um... (laughs) There's they said the the shooter and Felicity gets shot. Wow! Despite the fact that the Flash has Stein as a Jewish character, the only episode where we're seeing someone like actually showing their Judaism is the episode where he's the rabbi marrying Caitlin and, and Ronnie. And Ronnie. Otherwise, it's mentioned two times before that. Probably Stein related, given the time. It's mentioned once in season three, and then again, the only other time the Flash has visible Judaism is the Earth X crossover part three. Supergirl, oh, this oh, is you, where... Oh, you missed the, the all dolled up It was mentioned, episode, I, sorry. Which we did not watch. Which we did not watch because it was horrifying. The snapper car thing in Supergirl must have happened in season one, episode one, the pilot when no, it was, it was mentioned. Two. Or in two were Exodus. Snapper car was in the pilot. He could have been mentioned as being gone because he was on Hanukkah. Like, that'd be a line they'd mention. Um... I tried to, like, say nice things about Legends, but really it's only Bebo, God of War, and Crisis on Earth X. Otherwise, it's just mentioned in two other episodes and in I-Ava, which I feel like it was mentioned in I-Ava wasn't mentioned in a good way. Probably not. Um, So in case you're wondering how many episodes of DCTV Judaism actually shows up, it is not counting the Earth X crossover. One on Legends. One on The Flash, one on Constantine, and one, two, three, four on Arrow. Wow, my friends. Not even ten episodes across how many seasons of how many shows? Yeah. I love the CW and how good they represent me. I have no doubt in their ability to show Kate Kane as being Jewish. This is also sarcasm. Yeah, so I think Rory was one of the only characters where they actually tried to make it part of his plot, but for at least the first couple episodes, I definitely thought he was Muslim and not Jewish. So just a statement on how well they were representing that. Anyway, we're going to move on now. Um, Can I say one thing? Go ahead. Of course. I really want her to do like a Shabbat dinner. I just want something simple. would be so easy. It'd be cute. It'd be so easy, and it'd be like, Kate, how have you been? Oh, you know, I found myself. Let's have some food. Like, it could be cute. It could be like, hey, here's something I learned when I wasn't learning how to be a badass fighter. Yes. Other than what I learned in the military. Like, it'd be kind of cute. It could make her just not as badass as she is. Not that it isn't badass. It'd be like, oh, hey, look, I'm not just awesome at doing this thing. I also found myself in another way. I don't know. It'd be cute. Would they do it? Probably not. Can I hope for it? You know it. Yeah. I'm expecting us to have a Christmas episode, but Kate's like, I'm Jewish, and I'm expecting... End of episode. No. End of episode. End of episode. <laughs> I'm like, I'm expecting maybe when like they eventually kill off her evil twin sister in two and a half seasons from now, unless she is the Tommy Marilyn of this show. Um, Who isn't the Tommy Merlin of the show at this point? Everyone is Tommy Merlin. When they eventually kill her off, I expect her, like, 
you know, casket. I was like, gravestone. But then you put them in. Her casket will look like Stein's will. They'll be like, we... As you see, as we implied that her sister was buried in a Jewish cemetery, that makes Kate Jewish. Whereas we all know, according to my mother, oh, Kate cannot be buried in a Jewish cemetery, and neither can I. Because they have tattoos. It's because of the tattoos. But don't worry, if you are my mother, there is still an option. We can always skin you. Oh yeah, I've been told that too. We really didn't okay. have to bring that up. I love Jewish mothers who are like, we'll just chop off your skin when you die. And I'm like, but mom, I'll probably outlive you. And she's like, oh no, honey, I'm Jewish and I have no tattoos. I'll outlive you. Well, Kate Kane's mother is dead, so. <laughs> See, who's going to yeah, bury, who's going to skin her? Who's going to skin her? Anyway. For all Jewish mothers out there, I'll do it. Oh, skin her. Okay, you're not getting anywhere near her. <laughs> <laughs> we should move on. Okay, uh, so that brings us to our main discussion this evening. Uh, this discussion was prompted by a few people, um, different outlets of media, not naming any names, um, that have either listed... Oh, I can name names. Do not name names. Um, <laughs> that have either listed Kate as the first lesbian superhero on TV or, um, as one in particular did this uh, week, the first LGBT superhero um, uh. on TV. None of which are true, dear listeners. We here at the Batwoman Podcast want you to remember our forefathers, foremothers, and four genderless beings. Yes. Um, and of course, we all, if anyone's watched any of the Arrowverse shows, we know that's not right. I've never watched um, any Arrowverse shows. Please tell me all about them. And they did acknowledge also at the panel that it was the great, you know, the buildup of the LGBT characters in the Arrowverse and elsewhere that really made it possible for there to have a show helmed by an out lesbian character. Um, so we want to talk about some of those characters and the roles that they've played as um, LGBT characters and... I'm sorry. It's, don't interrupt me. <laughs> um, <laughs> And they play the role that they've played in the storylines, um, and you know the how much uh, it's been part of their storyline, basically. Okay, um, so but yeah, no, we said Arrowverse and outside any superheroes um, that have been on TV, basically. All right, um, so we're gonna talk about yeah the contributions they and their love interests have made. Um, so first on my list is Sarah Lance. Is this because I am a Sarah Lance stand? Yes, absolutely, one hundred percent. But she's also amazing, so we should be discussing her first. Um, I obviously just told you all of my love for Sarah Lance. <laughs> um, I think I think she broke down a lot of barriers in the Arrowverse. Um, As the first queer character they killed before all of our eyes. I was so excited. The first time the Arrowverse hit the bury your gaze trope. <gasps> Continue. No, that's literally where I was going. Oh my god, but that's <laughs> right. I was dragging them, and I thought you were going to say nice things. No, that's that's where I was going. Wow. Um, I was they, they they went with the barrier gaze trope, but then for some reason they decided to resurrect her. Um, because people in, liked her more than they liked Katie Cassidy. Yeah. Um, and I I kind of thought her being resurrected the way she was was kind of a big fu to their usage of the barrier gaze trope. Um, so I've always appreciated that. Um, I've always appreciated that she's been um, unabashed and unashamed about her sexuality. She doesn't care what anyone thinks about it. She's open. It's, she is who she is. Um, so I like Sarah. What do you guys think? Jess? I started watching the Arrowverse. Well, no, I started watching 
halfway through season one because I was bored. But I like continued actually caring about the Arrowverse versus the other show that I had been also concurrently watching because they presented us with a canonically queer character and the other show I was watching was queer baiting me. Thanks, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We'll get um, there. We'll get there. And so like I switched over to being an Arrow fan instead of a like Marvel fan, which is where I'm at now. What's a Marvel? I don't even know. Um, thanks to Sarah Lance being introduced as a canonically queer character, um, I was like, well, now I care about this show ten times more, and, like, the only reason I watched Legends was because they were like, oh, yeah, that, like, queer character you like now is the lead of this show, and I was like, wow, my favorite thing. And, of course, then I ended up liking 99% of the other characters better, but that's what, like, got me into it, and I know a lot of, like, other fans, like, who have started watching other DC TV shows, it has been because we've been promised this, like, queer character. And so as she was, like, the first to lead us on this journey of us getting more, I am thankful for that. Yes, uh, definitely. Mimi, do you have any thoughts? I love Sarah. She's amazing. She's fun. And she's always just been such an enjoyable character, even when she wasn't fleshed out as something other than just the badass love interest that was supposed to do weird things for her and Laurel. All of that's all complicated, but I love Sarah. If you exclude all the other not-so-good parts of how they've treated her. But I love her on Legends, and I'm happy she's on a team in which they treat her the way she should be. Yes, I agree. Um, I think she's treated a lot better on Legends um, than she was on Arrow. Um, and of co- obviously, of course, a big part of these characters are awful their love interests. Um, so for Sarah, first we had Nyssa, which that episode was like, hmm, okay, this is problematic. Um, I do actually enjoy that episode, kind of just plot-wise, but um, it was kind of a hot mess. And then when Sarah dies, we get a whole other plot where Sarah isn't even present that is also a hot mess. Um, so I, guess I, I also had Nissa on this list as her own, not just as love interest because of that plot and how she's treated um, and the choices that Arrow made that perhaps they should not have made um, around these characters. Uh, but ultimately, I appreciate where they were able to get Sarah and Nyssa, too. Um, and we got that. Do, do we appreciate what they did to Nyssa? No, we don't appreciate what they How did they to How they made Nyssa. her marry a man? Can I finish, Because I got thoughts. Can I finish, please? Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate we got that one scene of them in that episode of Legends where they're like, oh, okay, we're at least, you know, on a good basis now. Though I thought it was bullshit that they had them hug and not kiss. Anyway. CW didn't give us gay rights. They took them away. Stop. Um, so what, do you, what are your thoughts on Nyssa as a character and her relationship with Sarah? Mimi, yes. go first. Mimi, go first. Mimi, go first. I will go first. I love Nyssa, but I'm also very sad at how she got treated. It's kind of a running theme. Every woman I love on Arrow gets treated so very bad. And I want to hope that it will be better on Batwoman, I really do. But I hope it gets better there. But Nissa and herself was really fun. Yes. Arrow was one of the first shows that taught me to go, oh, I can't ignore this anymore. Like, I remember just being aware of how all the women got cheated and between Sarah and Nissa. I was like, oh. And obviously, uh, Laurel, it was just like a trifecta of just, wow, this isn't, okay, I'm sad now, bye. Like, that's how kind of how it went down. Well, I loved Nissa up until I became so, so very aware yeah. of how bad things were going. 
Yeah. So um, that's kind of the best I can say it. Well, if it makes you feel better, I think they treat all of their female characters terrible, not just the ones you like. Um, yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Now it's Jess's turn. <laughs> Jess. Um, Your turn, girl. Go I've got this. it. Okay, so obviously we know, despite all of its problems, season three of Arrow does hold some warmth in my heart. Um, but not the Nissa parts. The Nissa parts were all bad. Well, some of them. Um, the beginning, like I really enjoyed her getting fleshed out as a character and like getting her tragic lesbian backstory, which we know all lesbian characters in the CW need. Um, I could have done without them, like, marrying her to a man and, like, implying that they had to consummate their marriage. And yeah, that was bad. All of that was terrible. Terrible. Yeah. And then, like, shelving her off, even though I know, like, Katrina had other projects. Um, I always, like, love Nissara most. Nissa and Sarah. Even though she's with Ava now, and, like, I love Ava and Jess McAllen, who plays Ava. Nissa and Sarah were, like my thing yeah back in the day and they'll always have that special spot in my heart yes yeah that's all i got i i think their relationship was very intense um and that's what a lot of people liked and, you know there was obviously a lot of like you know they had hot sex death stuff going on and killing people as well um but yeah no i think the relationship was generally one of the first established in Arrowverse. so i think sarah called nissa daddy oh please jot that down and then, once we started on Legends, in Season 3, we were introduced to Ava, who seems to be Endgame, we believe. Um, I know how much you love that use of my word Endgame, Jess. <laughs> we're Endgame, baby! This is actually a Riverdale podcast. Oh my god, are there Riverdale podcasts? Yes. Can I be on a Riverdale no. podcast? <laughs> I would be such a you good You don't watch Riverdale! Riverdale. I had it on in the background while I stare at my phone doing other things, and that's really all you need to pay attention to. We're endgame, baby. You didn't even watch the part about how they were organ farming this year. I did, too, because oh, I yeah, realized that Jason was yeah. the guy, and he's not dead. I mean, he's not the guy, but he's not Sorry, that's Riverdale spoilers. <laughs> um, I got in the car. I watched it on Netflix. I just didn't watch it with you. I know they were organ farming at the farm, because then there's that scene where she comes in, and her sister's, like, strapped to the machine, and she's like, why are you on, like, the medicine? Organ farming. That's what you guys missed on Riverdale. Why do we watch CW shows? So hopefully now that you were trying to not get spoiled for oh season my, three I'm of Riverdale. Oh, I'm so sorry. Can someone, like, edit in me going, Riverdale spoilers, start here. And then, Riverdale spoils, end here. Probably not. And now we, like, continue with the podcast. Um, Ava. Ava, that's who I was talking about. I love Jess McAllen. She's great. I occasionally enjoy Ava. Um, that sounds really mean. A lot of times when I meet an actor or actress and they are lovely to me, my love for their character grows so much. Yes. And in this case, all of the love I have for Ava comes from my love for Jess. I really liked season three Ava. I think season four had hurt her character development. That's just my TED talk. Um, maybe season five will like give her some development now that like, Stuff's happening there. Again, I don't know. I'm not, this isn't a Legends of Tomorrow podcast. I won't share my hot takes with you guys here. Um, I do have a problem with, you know, the relationship being two identical blonde women, especially when one of those blonde actresses auditioned to be the Black Canary. 
But I don't know. That's just my thoughts. I'd love it if our uh, queer women were a little bit more diverse, which I think Batwoman is giving to us from Let's what I've hope. seen so far. Um, and obviously, like, shows that we'll cover in the next few minutes, like Black Lightning gave us that. Um, this is also why I like Nissa and Sarah, because I can tell them apart. Um, you know, just... Well, now I like you're a little sufficiently pissed off Elle the Avalanche. Oh, please come fight me. I have more hot takes where that came from. I watch Riverdale. Mimi, do you have any thoughts? <laughs> I... My one thing I will say of Ava, because I remember it kind of clearly in my head, was when she was first introduced, I was like, oh... They're gonna be a thing. Yeah, alright, I can get behind this, I guess. Like, that's when her and Sarah weren't getting along, that was my thought. And then several episodes later, they were becoming a thing, and I'm just like, yep, I'm okay with this, I guess. This is fine. This is happening. This happened too fast. It did. They should have been enemies to lovers a little bit longer. I think that's why I got bored this season, is because they're just lovers. I want some tension. Yeah, I don't think they had much to do with Ava this season, and that kind of hurt her character development. I thought Ava was a top, and they turned her into a bottom, guys. I've never been more betrayed by a tall blonde woman being a bottom. Anyway, <laughs> now the next season will fix that for us. I like season five better have her rolling up and discovering like what strap-ons are and being like, "Don't worry, Sarah, I've got this now." <laughs> Don't worry, there's fan fiction for that. I've written that. I know. If I've you pay it. me thirty dollars, I'll write more of it. Anyway, um. We're now going to move on to another character who's a little bit newer to television but has made a big, big impact, um, one that we've been trying to acknowledge, especially because a lot of people have been giving Batwoman the first lesbian superhero on TV title, and that's not true because it goes to Anissa Pierce on Black Lightning, a character that we all love very much. Um, I personally really enjoy Black Lightning a lot, and I really love Anissa's character, and I think that the image of her as a bulletproof lesbian superhero is incredibly iconic um and i think that show has done a lot to just give her power and not place her in parts of the narrative that would kind of take um that autonomy away from her uh we've got we've only seen a little bit kind of of her relationship with grace so far we, we like talked to Chantel and um nafisa at Plexicon, and they're both totally lovely people and i love them so now i'm just like totally like gung-ho forward for um, Anissa and Grace. Um, I think they should, from what the actresses said, I think they should be developing that more in the coming season. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, I think Black Lightning is benefited by their 13 arc, um, 13 episode story arcs. Um, but at some points it's also like, hey, it'd be nice to have this relationship a little more developed uh, going into the third season. But yeah, those are my thoughts. I love Anissa. I love Grace. I think she's an awesome character. And I think the fact that, you know, she's our first lesbian super on TV is really iconic. Jess? I think this is my biggest issue with Batwoman, I say, as someone who's on a Batwoman podcast, they keep calling her the first lesbian superhero, but well, Anissa Pierce is right there. The show doesn't do that themselves, it's other people. I know, but like the press does, and like Anissa yeah, Pierce is right there, and has been such good rep. Like, I... So we've been, we've been really quick to... I literally, her. like, cried the first time, like, I met her because I was like, this is so important, like, to give us this representation, especially, like, a bulletproof lesbian because you can't bury that gay. She bulletproof. Like, you, you can't. Um, I just really... As far as, like, the tier of, like, important representation goes, I think Anissa is so important. And I think Grace is, too, because Grace is the first character we've had 
who has said about herself that I'm bisexual. It's like so casual. Obviously, she like works at like a gay bar. So you know, but they're leaving and she has this comment of like, you know I'm bi, right? And it's just so the kind of casual that like I see in real life, like real life queer people talking to other people who are queer. We like don't care. We're like, LOL, I'm so gay. Um, yeah. I'm like saying that and like being the first character that like said she was bi and like saying it in such like a normalized way and not like a big coming out scene was so important. And I think Black Lightning's been really good on representation. Arguably, they're not technically the Arrowverse, but um, the crossover's changing that, so... They're close enough. It counts. I mean, they're they're on the same network. I think it it's the same effect. You know what else is on this network? No. Riverdale. That does not count. <laughs> Mimi, what are your thoughts? I need to finish watching season two of Black Lightning, but I love Anissa and Grace. They just make me so happy. It just It's nice to have some happy gays even when the show itself is not always happy. It's just nice to be like, oh, good. Here's our presentation that we need to see. Thank you for doing something right. Yes. That's just, yeah, that's kind of the best I can summarize it, only because my brain is blanking on more of Black Lightning. No, you're so, yeah. good. Um, yeah. No, I think I think her character has been written really well so far. I did cry when I met Nafisa, too. Um, you just have to cry. She's so lovely. And she's you just cry. Lovely. And then she hugs you, and you're like, I'm so glad I'm crying. Plexicon was very emotional. <laughs> um, just, you just cry. So, yeah, we really appreciate Anissa, and we're hoping that people will stop um, shift shafting her of her name right as the first Shafted. lesbian. Stop it. On TV. <laughs> the first lesbian superhero. Well, she's not the first lesbian. She's the TV. very first lesbian that's ever been on TV. <laughs> that's quite the credit. All right, new headlines. No. That's what I imagine when people are writing the Batwoman headlines. They're like, first lesbian ever on the television, guys. First time we've had a lesbian on TV. And I'm like, I know you guys only watch, like, straight people sitcoms, but they've been on TV. I think part of it is because they only think that she's important if she's the lead lead of the show. But You're right, they anyway. don't have those on straight sitcoms. There's yeah. never been another show where there's been a lesbian lead character. Never, ever. That's sarcasm again, friends. <laughs> I was gonna say the L word, but then I wanted to get something else. Um, the parents on the Fosters. I mean, I didn't on. say it was the first time. There's a TV show called The Bisexual. Okay, we're actually gonna move 53 on. Fifty-three queer shows that stream on Netflix. God, I okay. that's what I'm watching. You can keep that for your free time. Anyway. Um, another character that was suggested to us a lot as an iconic LGBT character is that of Mia Nall from Supergirl, um, who, of course, is the first transgender superhero on television, um, who was introduced this past year, played by Nicole Maines, um, who is a real-life transgender woman. And she was introduced this past year, and I think a lot of people have become really attached to Nia and really... I forget, Orange is the New Black. Can you, can you not, while we're on air, please? Um... What was I saying? They've really attached to Nia in the way that she's presented her story um, and the way that, you know, they've really made her powerful and into a superhero. Um, Pretty Little Liars. Stop it. Pretty Little Liars was such a bad rap. I mean, this was my point. None of these shows had the actual Glee. Oh my god, they have Glee on here, guys! Yeah, this this was exactly my point. Can we move on? Very gay. It says very gay. (laughs) 
home and you're like, I'm going to pause this podcast to like do something else because these girls are annoying. I want you to open up this article. It's on the internet called 53 Queer TV Shows to Sleep. And then go down to the part where it labels Glee as very gay. And then just laugh for the rest of your life. But pay attention in season two. They were telling a story that hadn't been told at this time. If that is true. Brittany S. Pierce. A rare bisexual character. Santana's initial story was pretty special. You mean <laughs> how they introduced that as a joke, and then the fans Lewis. took a hold of it too far? They're like, I guess we have to make this canon? Do you ever queerbait so hard they have to make it canon? Because Glee did that. The first lesbian. Santana on Glee. Truly an icon. It goes Santana, and then it goes Ruby Rose. The only two lesbians we've ever had on television. <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. We distracted from the I'm very important. I'm glad we've um, established that. But you're going to talk about me and all now. Go. I, oh, it just said Winona Earp. Oh, let's let's not get into that. Let's there's too, there's so. too many crossover fans. Um, as I am a known Supergirl fan, and I've watched every episode of Supergirl, I say this making eye contact with Cardboard Melissa. Um, Have you ever put the mask on Cardboard Melissa? Can we do that next time I come over? Yeah. <gasps> I mean, you're going to be here tomorrow. I am? Yes. Oh wait, BTS. No. 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 Plus X. X after BTS. Sorry, my guys. My guys. I got distracted. Um, Nia now. Nia now. Super excited. Um, Nicole Maine's obviously like transgender, and this is a big like a big deal that we have a trans person playing a trans character, which you know doesn't happen normally. It's Scarlett Johansson, you know. Um, I don't actually know if she did it or no extended commentary there, but. We do, and her storyline as being transgender was obviously very important in the whole Dreamer backstory episode, getting her powers, being like, well, obviously, I've always been a woman because it only had passed maternally. Yes. Um, that, was, that was a really good addition, I so think. That was so good, and I loved seeing that and, like, experiencing that, and I know it meant so much to some of my friends who are transgender. So I'm really happy with that representation. Shockingly, out of all the DC TV shows, I don't want to say Supergirl's been doing it best, but Supergirl's kind of been doing it best. Maybe I am a Supergirl stan. Supergirl Hardboard has... Melissa, you've turned me! Supergirl has <laughs> had a lot of um, good representation in the past. I think they kind of went extra on that after the whole Sandverse debacle because... Oh boy! Are we on that bullet point? They wanted to get more, um, we gonna move that more credit. Um, no, but um, we're going we're gonna to let Mimi talk about Nia first. Yes. So, Mimi, give us your thoughts on Nia. Please don't 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 mess with the Google document, please. Mia is a precious precious soul, and I love her and want only the best for her. And I'm just so very happy that Supergirl managed to pull off having a transgender actress be in. Like just, all of it just makes me so happy. And I remember reading that headline and going, "Wow, TV, you did me good. Like this is just TV nice. did one thing good. I'm gonna you did it." You did something good. good. Like, that was just, it was a good feeling to get on something other than just my other representation I get sometimes on other shows that we'll talk about as we go on. Yes. I'm like rearranging the um, document. Agreed. Yes, I know you're rearranging my document. I want to put, I want to put it in order of show, except for like Sarah that went first because you love Sarah most. But now it goes Supergirl, Arrow, Legends. Slash crossover, slash, slash, and then non-DC TV. I got this. I got this organized. Okay, great. Thank you so oh, much. Oh, wait. Should we end on the bad note? It doesn't matter. Who, who cares? Never mind. Okay. So next, now, is our next person. 
um, is that of Alex Danvers, who, of course, has been semi-controversial um, based on relationships that she's had. Um, we, of course, know that she was not canonically queer in the first season. That was something that they decided to add after she had some really awkward not flirting with Maxwell Lord. Um, and they gave us Maggie and Sanders, and then that did not work very well um, for, you know, uh, situations and reasons, and that was unfortunate. Um, but I think a lot of people are still really attached to Alex. Um, I think she's very a very, like, realistic character. She's very open to showing her emotions. Um, so I think Kyler is so sweet. Y'all. A lot of people attach that, yes, and Kyler is extremely sweet um, and a lovely human being which I think people really um, attest to as well. Like we've said, we're loving actors and their characters because they're great people. The nicer an actress is to me, the more I love their character. That's just science. Yes. And now with Alex and the new season and going forward, we have the introduction of Kelly Olsen. <laughs> She's just showing me the article again. It says Legends is very gay. And I mean, that's pretty accurate. It's more accurate. It's okay. Way. You could be medium gay. Too. That's a scale on here. Hello, okay. <laughs> I'm a medium gay. <laughs> <laughs> a medium gay actually I'm a small gay you are a small gay um, if you're a medium gay call me but if you're a very gay also call me I think but only a glee very gay you can think now I think her relationship with Kelly going forward has been a good example of um, you know just positive fandom and you know sometimes your ship doesn't always work out and it does, oh my, have you told that to people? That doesn't... Do you say that when they can hear you? Can you stop so I can talk, please? Sorry, I'm a medium gay, I cannot. I think we've been learning, you know, that things do not always happen the way we want them to, and that doesn't mean that we should have our character walled off forever and never give her another chance at happiness. Um, this show sounds incredible. In my opinion, anyway. Um, what do you think about Alex? Yes. When I talk about that. Can you okay, yes, I'm going to read that. Okay. Um, I, again, I met Kyler back during season one of Supergirl, and she was the sweetest to me about, like, a cosplay I'd made, and I decided to love her forever. Um, and then Sanvers happened, and a lot of my friends got really hardcore into Sanvers. For some reason, it didn't appeal to me. Um, I'm kind of picky with the, like, appearances of my ships. Please clarify that. I don't like it when both the women have the same hair color. Because okay. it makes hard for me to tell them apart in fan art. <laughs> and that's my issue with Ava Lance. Um, despite the fact that I love it. Also, there wasn't initially established a clear top. Um, further on, it did make the it very clear parts. that Maggie was the top. But, like, I think she's shorter. I don't know. I kind of like a height difference and a tall top. I'm very picky. Um... And so it, like, again, like, I had fans that, like, I liked seeing it, but it didn't, like, strike me as, like, an OTP-level ship just because of my weird quirks when it comes to what I want to ship. Um, so I wasn't as attached, and when they did eventually break up and, like, the fallout from that, I had a lot of people in my feed being, like, really hurt and upset, and, like, I got where they were coming from. Obviously, you can't help it when other actresses take on other roles, which is something a different show possibly could have ran into, given other knowledge um stop that was vague but a lot of times like there are just actors and actresses get cast in other things like they're looking for the next biggest and best opportunity and being a reoccurring character on one show is different than being a regular on another show and so she chose to leave to go be on punisher which i never watched and 
Punisher got canceled and Supergirl's still on, so maybe she made a huge mistake. That's on her. That's not what this is about. Um, but I found, like, a lot of fans, like, having hostility following this. Um, and acting like it was something the network did that was terrible. And it wasn't, like, a Klexa situation. Um, which obviously, in that case, an actress got cast on the show when they killed her off after, like, they had just had lesbian sex. Like, for the first time. For the first time. You ever, like, for the first time and then, like, she dies? No. No! No! That's messed up! That's highly traumatic! I'd, like, never touch a woman again because I'd be like, oh man, if I, if I get anywhere near that, it's, it's dead. Curse of the sex. Curse. When that, can I say the word? That's what you just did, so. <laughs> if, I, if you have to edit this out, thank you, but if not, that game was too strong. Uh, but, like, obviously... Sanders was different. Like, they set up that they were, like, going to get married and maybe live happily ever after. And then they sort of pulled this whole sudden, like, Alice wants babies and Maggie doesn't. And that's a deal breaker. Um, which can, again, be a deal breaker in real life. But it was a thin excuse to get her off the show because she had other projects. Um, at least they didn't kill her off. I want to just throw that out there, guys. They could have murdered her. Yeah, that would have been worse. They didn't do that. I mean, our standard's low. But they didn't do that. Um... <laughs> I know this season they introduced Kelly Olsen. I'm not particularly struck by her character. No one, they haven't yet to give me like a really good love interest for Alex. Um, that I've like, huh? In your opinion. In my opinion. And I'm, I'm biased. Again, I want, I want someone tall to top Alex. Um, I thought the Sarah Alex scene was pretty hot. Hot take. Um, but again, like not more than like a one night stand. Um, I'll be interested to see where they go next season on Supergirl. But I at least count on them to consistently give me that representation of Alex being there and Alex being attracted to women. Yes. So, like, they've done good, I guess. Question mark? I, I trust Supergirl. Do I trust anyone else? Of course you read it. I trust the medium gay shows only. Mimi, what do you think about this? <laughs> <laughs> Arrow is listed. Hold on, sorry. Arrow is listed on this article as a medium gay. For who? Well, we're, we're going to talk about that. I guess Chris. <laughs> the, the show features not one but two queer female characters. That's oh, Sarah and Nissa. Oh, oh boy. You, you missed characters. Don't worry, I made a list. Mimi, what do you think about Alex Davis? Oh, I remember being so happy and so amused, and they were like, yeah, so Alex was super awkward with men because she's actually a lesbian. And I was like, yeah, I can accept this. Sure, why not? Uh, but I liked how that was kind of how it went down, and then obviously got flushed out and done better, and I really liked her coming to terms with the fact she realized she was into women, and I loved her and Maggie. It was just very sweet and nice. And then she had, a, then Maggie's actor got cast and something else, and it's like, oh, Punisher, really, I'm sorry, but yay, but also I'm sorry, but also, eh. Uh, so, like, I'm sad that they did the whole, oh, no, babies, we can't do that, now we're done. But, but like, Jess, Jess and Rachel also just, like you guys just said, they didn't kill her, so, you know, that's better. It could have been worse. But I also haven't watched the, like, it could have been worse, like, could have watched her die yet, like, that's great. <laughs> Awkward, sad laughter. But also, I have not seen Kelly Olsen because I have not watched this current season of, or 
October, you know, season two girl, which Kelly's introduced. Need it's to catch up Netflix. on my other CW. Open the Netflix. I, right now, pause will, the podcast. I will. Open the Netflix. And that's when I disappear for the rest of the episode. It's been good knowing you, Mimi. Cardboard Melissa Great. wants this for you. You can't let her down. She's made of cardboard <laughs> and dreams. Also, in case anyone was wondering, the article that I'm reading listed Supergirl as also being medium gay. They tried. Now that we established. Oh, and Jessica Jones? Oh, we'll get there. Oh, I got it on my list, guys. <laughs> All right. Does Riverdale love you? Now that we've finished Supergirl, we're going to be moving on to... <laughs> it wasn't a small gay, it's a light gay. Light gay, I'm doing the virgin, wow. Okay. The 100, a light gay. You have a light gay. Um, <laughs> now we're going to move on to Arrow. Um, we already previously covered Sarah and Nissa, because Sarah's the best. Um, so now we're going to move on to the other gay characters in Arrow, starting with one Curtis Holt. Um, I think we've had some betrayal of Curtis, um, mainly in that he was married to a man and then his marriage broke up because he wanted to become a superhero. I mean, Which is if, kind of unfortunate. If my man and I was another man, or if my woman and I was another woman, or my anyways, You're if my woman. my another woman, <laughs> if my another woman was like, I am a superhero, I'd be like, so we can have hot costume sex. Please don't lean on me. And right then now. I pull out my like spot costume, and I'm like, yes, I'll wear this, you wear yours. Um, <laughs> really missed opportunity. First off, if you're like significant other is a superhero, they are A, super fit, B, down to wear costumes during sex, C, probably pretty flexible, <laughs> D, eventually gonna lead to you getting kidnapped and then you can have hot, passionate, I've been saved from kidnapper sex, which I really hope that woman gives us. So really, Curtis's man made the biggest mistake of his life because, woo, he could have been getting all that. Do you have anything actually to say about Curtis? Um, <laughs> no, I really just had that running joke. Um, it was at least, like, unlike the fact that they never mentioned that Felicity's Jewish, they did mention that Curtis was gay a lot. So, oh, I should look up Arrowverse gay. Let's see if that's on the Arrowverse Wikipedia. Oh, boy. Arrowverse Wiki. Me, what do you think about Curtis? Oh, there is a Arrowverse. I remember liking Curtis and what I've seen of him because I think the last, yeah, no, the last episode I watched was the whole "Hey, we're killing off Laurel," and I was like, "Yep, I'm done." Peace. That's valid. That, oh, that's listen. literally where I left off with the world of Arrow, other than when it's a crossover time, and I kind of that was probably a good it, choice. You know? Yeah, that was probably a good like, choice. And I'm happy. I'm happy. I stood. I'm happy. Happy words. I'm happy. I stood by that, but I do enjoy Curtis. But also, I'm sad that. He- him and his husband went and divorced. It's just, it's in a go. And I'm just like, that's, I'm upset and disappointed. Not surprised, still disappointed, yes. but not surprised. I agree. <laughs> um, did you find something you wanted to share with the class? Oh my god, so the Arrowverse Wikipedia page lists 40 characters! 40 queer characters on DC TV, which is more than our list has. Bullshit. But some of these are like, well, like, the Lindsay girl from that one episode of Legends. Um, Becca. Who are you, Becca? What episode were you in? She's a resident of National City. She was at the Valentine's party at Nia's apartment. Oh, these are, like, people Nia knew. Of course, as you know, 
all queer people hang out with other queer people, so obviously none of Nia's friends were straight. I mean... Becca, you're valid. I'm assuming Anne is also... Kelly Olsen's fiancé. <laughs> Kelly Olsen's fiancé! Um, I don't know who Jacob is. Jacob is an animated character, does not count. Oh, Anne, Queen of France, my bad. Whose husband, Louis the... the whatever Who's the, the Queen of France and they identify you as Anne? <laughs> Apparently, also, Louis VIII is marked as being a queer character. <laughs> On the night, the couple. <laughs> wow, okay, so. Sarah had to do it because Sarah made a brief line saying that Louis VIII was enjoying his males. Um, let's, go, let's see. Yeah, she did say that. She uh, did. Oh, Charlie's listed on here. Um... We weren't sure if like that was like official because it was announced at the panel. We're gonna talk about that later, but I'm talking now. Todd Rice, he's a member of. The, oh, he's oh, the guy in the yeah. Justice Society he's of Obsidian. America. He's Obsidian actually is gay. Um, well, it's implied. It's implied. Um, Sarah's Earth X doppelganger was on here, guys. This article, full of garbage. Um, Hartley, Desmond, haha. Who's Emily? Oh, Digsy Foss, which is the name that Joe West had during the musical episode. Oh, of course. Because <laughs> we all knew um, that was... Oh, Emily is the ex-girlfriend of Maggie, the one that they saw that, like, <laughs> cheated on her. Oh, Emily had a five-year relationship with Matt. I'm so sorry I clicked your article, Emily. The Arrowverse wiki is really something wonderful. Can we promo them? Warden of Strikers Island Penitentiary. <laughs> Paul! Curtis's husband's name was Paul, guys. Paul Holt. I found him. That's actually why I came to this article. Cool. Um, wow, I'm so glad <laughs> we established that. Oh, that's the person that Nora So about that, that William Queen. Yes! That's, that's next, right? About William Queen. Yeah. Do you want to talk about it, Mimi? I should stop watching no, your Oh! Well, you like brought him up. Um, he's, he's on here. Technically, his last name is William Clayton. He is on the list. So before this season of Arrow came out, they were casting someone who was going to play a new queer character. This one, everyone was like, oh my gosh, they're writing in a new love interest for Curtis. We were wrong, guys. It was William. It's Large William. Large William. Um, I don't really feel like, again, they like <laughs> mentioned him being gay a few times. The best time was his line where he was like, um, first off, she's my mother, but also I'm gay. That was really all I wanted. That was the only good part and valid part of him being gay. Um, but the actor who plays William Clayton is also queer. He's married to another dude. Um, I don't know if he's gay or bi. I didn't do that much Googling. But it's nice because that's one of our first instances in this whole list we've given of a queer actor playing a queer character. There's literally two more of the 40 characters on Arrowverse Wikipedia that I have pulled up. Only two more are actually queer actors playing these queer characters. So maybe if our article was the first time on television that a lesbian has played a superhero lesbian, we might be almost valid, guys. But they don't say that. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I was so good at talking. Now that we're, we're going to move on oh, from William because he doesn't really do much. Um, I'm so sorry. We're going to move to John Constantine, who of course started on NBC, I guess? I don't know. Um, I don't yeah, NBC. NBC. Okay. I can talk about Please, my Please, do it. This go. is go your zone. Mimi, go. Okay, I love John Constantine. The Constantine TV show in 2014 was a dumpster fire of a show, but it gave me Matt Ryan as 
Constantine. And for that, I am grateful. And they had some offhanded, oh, he might be gay sort of comp. Like he made a comment about I'm good to like all, fuck, it was a real, like I loved this line in 2014 and now my brain just erased it because legend gave me like actual proper vibe John Constantine instead of just like, a, oh yeah, I've had multiple people but didn't really say much. But John's so gay and I love it. And Matt Ryan's been playing this role for so long and I want him to be set free, but I also don't because he does it just so very well. That's like the best way I could do it without taking over the podcast to talk about Constantine. So someone else please say something. Um, I'm going to send you something, but yeah. <laughs> I, I know. Um, Matt Ryan is wonderful. I once met him at a con in a panel and he was talking about, you know, Constantine being like, not just bi, but being willing to sleep with like everything. And I was like, Swamp Thing? Swamp Thing? (laughs) Matt Ryan was like, yes, John Constantine would, a tentacle monster, he'd do it any day. He really embraced the spirit of the character. He really, truly like, Matt loves being Constantine and loves talking about Constantine and loves just being like, yeah, would Constantine do that? Probably. Is he naked doing yoga? You bet. I love Matt Ryan. I'm going to hopefully see him in two weeks um, and just remind him how much I adore him and his portrayal of John Constantine and him being like, that's the thing, I then do a lot of his cons um, just because he's like, we like Matt Ryan. We like Matt Ryan. He's always in the Midwest for some reason, which is weird because he's Welsh. Um, but he's like doing cons and like, there's a lot of straight Constantine fans. Yeah. And they'll be like, well, I don't really like that he's on Legends and he's with, like, Gary slash Desmond slash, you know, a man slash, like, not with a woman. And Matt will just be like, well, John Constantine's bi, so he's going to continue to be with men slash women. That's Stay what mad he about does. it. Stay mad. He doesn't, he doesn't care. Like, he gets the hate. And he's just like, well, John Constantine's bi. So, anyways, next question. Yes, I would sleep with Swamp Thing. My dream is to have a Swamp Thing baby. Anyway, all right. Like, that's just Matt Ryan. Um, so, yeah, no, our, our point here was mainly, you know, that on NBC, they weren't really open to doing anything about his sexuality, and they brought him in the Arrowverse, and they fully embraced that. Um, and that's something that I've appreciated, especially with him being on Legends, um, interacting with Gary, which we all thought was really fun. Um, I, my next cosplay, dear listeners, I'm going to cosplay as Gary. But with one of those giant googly eyes they sell at, we have to buy that tomorrow, at Joanne's. And I'm going to attach it to my breast. When are we going to Joanne's? After the BTS <laughs> movie. Now. Joanne's is open. We're going to go to brunch. We're going to go see BTS. We're going to go to Joanne's. We're maybe going to go to a thrift store. We're going to watch Monster X. I'm going to cry myself to sleep. I have a very detailed plan for tomorrow. Okay. And now all of YouTube knows. <laughs> the YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Why is for YouTube? Um, I lost my train of thought. Googly eyes. Googly eyes. So I'm gonna I'm gonna cosplay as Gary, but with the nipple boob, nipple boob, the eye nipple. She's going to do this. At Wizard World Chicago, I got a photo up with Matt Ryan, and I'm just gonna like pull my Gary blazer to the side, and obviously I'm gonna be wearing like a skin color T-shirt because I'm a woman. Um, but it'll just be that giant googly eye peeking out. I've done so many weird things with Matt Ryan. Like he's seen the Brandon mask he seen us with rubber chickens and a foot. At this point, Matt Ryan's just like, okay. Let's do it! But in, like, a fun way. So I'm really excited. I really love his and Gary's relationship. I actually knew about that one ahead of time, too. When we... Oh, was it when we first met Matt Ryan? Yeah, I think so. We were, like, talking to him about, like, how cool it was that he's by and, like, this is so important to us. Um, 
And he was like, yeah, there's like this scene where I kiss Adam. And I was like, who the is Adam? Um, basically, yeah. <laughs> and we all moved on and we were like, what, who, what, where, what, who? And then I like Googled and I was like, oh my God, he plays Gary. And then yeah. it happened. And I was like, oh. That was like the first time we kept yes. a secret. <laughs> for I've only kept two secrets in my life. And it was the Gary Constantine kiss. And Brandon is going to be Superman. Those are the only two secrets I have ever kept. It's true. Anyways, if I'm you want spoilers you. for the Batwoman <laughs> pilot, DM me. Don't, please. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we appreciated that. And then this past season, um, things got a little complicated with his love interest, Desmond, who was most of the time actually the villain. Which is the villain? Neuron? Neuron. Neuron. Yeah. Um, Neuron. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> You're good. Go ahead. I have feelings because that was my favorite Constantine run because it was just short and sweet. It was Ming Doyle and James Tinian writing together, and it's like they just worked really well together, and they gave us um, John with a dude, and I'm blanking on his boyfriend's name in the run in the comics, but that's basically Desmond in the TV show, and I was like, thank you for doing that. That's my other thought. Go on. Did you want to? It's up to you. I just said to me the thing. Yeah, I know. I know. I saw. I'm not going to say anything else. Don't say anything else. Should we? Should we talk about Leo Snart? Yes. Talk talk about about Leo Snart. Okay. Oh, oh, you wanted me to say the Desmond thing. Yeah. Oh man, before we talk about Leo Snart, which is the opposite of this, which is a case when we have a queer actor playing a queer character again, the guy who plays Desmond is possibly the most homophobic man on the planet. Okay. Oh, that's so, oh, that's so bad. I'm so okay. sorry. I'm so sorry. The people no, in D.C. Good. are worse, my bad. And, like, half of Indiana. Um, no offense if you're from Indiana, but, like, we've all seen Trump. The news Trump told us. We know. We know. You're not, you can't be gay in Indiana. It's illegal. Um, I was going to say Poohin. Please just move on. His name is not Poohin. <laughs> Close enough. Um, the actor who plays Desmond, a lot of people who are Constantine fans and who are queer were, like, in his, like, Instagram being, like... I literally feel like they were like, wow, you're hot. Which I say to literally every person on my Instagram feed. Guy, girl, genderless thing. I'm like, wow, you hot. If you hot, you hot. Gender don't matter. Um, and some people were like saying that like nice things to his posts. Not even like hitting on him. Just being like looking good, man. That kind of stuff. And he was like made some big like deal. And was like, I'm uncomfortable. Like I'm a Christian man. I don't want like men saying things like that about me. And I'm like, you literally play a character who's like canonically had dude sex. You kind of were like gonna in, like this was gonna happen. So you, um, yourself. you like this is this is what you signed up for, my dude. You got cast to play John Constantine's love interest. Like, did you not know that yeah. when you were like auditioning? And then they were like, oh, by the way, we know you're Christian and a raging homophobe and probably from Indiana, but. Just drag Indiana a little more. Not to worry, <laughs> we're gonna have you and Matt Ryan have, like, a shirtless scene that implies you had the sex. That's super chill, right? Uh, that's just what I imagine the conversation went like. So, that is a case where, like, I'm really unhappy because we did have a really homophobic person playing a queer character, and as much as I'd like to like Desmond as a character, I can't because of him. But on the other hand, we have Leo Snart. Take it away, Rachel. So, we have Leo Snart, who was in a few episodes of Legends of Tomorrow after the crossover that we're not going to talk about. Um, And this is, of course, (laughs) 
the <laughs> gay not blind is the only good thing that came from that. Pretty much. Um, I think Wentworth Miller, of course, plays Leonard Snart in the Arrowverse um, and his different iterations. He had desired the character to initially be pansexual um, and that was never really played out on screen. But when they let him be Leo Snart, um, they had him as gay and in a relationship with the superhero, the Ray, that they also um, introduced to that. And he got to stick around with Legends um, for a little bit. And I, I just mostly wanted to put him on the list because it was, you know, um, part of Wentworth that got him there um, because this is something he wanted to do. And I think I, I really appreciated the character um, and him being able to get to play that. Did you have any thoughts? When you really think it, it's, it's just like them making Kate Kane vegan because Ruby Rose's. Anyway, Mimi, did you have any thoughts? I remember that part of Legends going, okay, much like a lot of my other comments throughout a lot of this episode, so that happened, and I'm okay with it. Like, that didn't expect it, got it, pleasantly surprised, it was nice, the Ray is adorable. Yes. And I remember him from, like, being human British version, question mark? Is that why he looks familiar? Like, he was I'll on that, up. and I'm, like, 90, 80, 70% sure he was also in Torchwood. 70% sure. He was, ooh. How do I spell his last, oh, gosh. T-E-R-R-I-L-L. T-E-R-R-I-L-L. Actor. There he is. Russell Trevor, yes. I, I knew, I can read. Oh, really? <laughs> you kind of tell me a lot of the times you can't. Yeah, he was from The Being Human. We were right. Okay. All right. He's born, oh my gosh, he's a November 14th birthday, which means he was conceived on Valentine's Day. <laughs> Moving on. As a 2 a.m. November 15th, I can say that. I know. <laughs> Moving on for our last one from Legends. Um, we have Charlie, who we weren't sure oh, if we no. should put over the, on the list. But cause... not to worry, I checked the Arrowverse Wikipedia page and it has her listed as a canonically queer character. We know uh, the Arrowverse Wikipedia is the most official source <laughs> no. for these things, so. <laughs> Thank you for it says, so. The um, back to We know that Charlie was a new character created so they could keep Maisie Richardson Sellers on the show. Um, she's a lot of fun. Um, and they maybe made some implications about her relationship with Zari um, that not everyone appreciated. You know, unlike Glee, who queerbaited so hard they had to make it canon, they queerbaited so hard they didn't make it canon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's okay. Is it? Is it, though? I mean, I'm a known Nate Haywood stan. Apparently, according to people on the internet, despite the fact that I would rank him 10th out of Legends characters. Oh, um, according to the internet. According to the internet. <laughs> it's hard because I personally feel like they didn't intend to queerbait. Um, yeah. They intended to imply that Charlie was queer, and they did at one point explicitly have Zari be like, I'm straight, lol. Um, so it wasn't like they were ever like, is she possibly gay? They did say she was straight, but they did have a lot of like tension between them, which like we knew from Avalanche led to some sexy times. Um, however, based on a timeline of when they filmed the episodes before when they aired them, the writers had no idea the fandom would be so positive and wanting Zari and Charlie because by the time the first episode Charlie appeared in aired, they had already finished filming the get-together episode 
for Nate and Zari. They'd already set up this romantic arc just because of how the season was delayed in coming out, which will again suffer for Legends this year with them coming in so late into, like, they're coming in in the second quarter. Yeah. Um, I don't think they intended to queerbait. I feel like the Legends writers are pretty good about this. I mean, obviously not as good as the Supergirl writers. Oh, well, um, Supergirl, medium gay. But <laughs> I do feel like they did that, like, accidentally, and they just happened to have actresses have natural chemistry. And, of course, Maisie is gay, and she's playing a character that is, I believe, pansexual is what Maisie said in the panel once. Um, and just played her like that and happens to have chemistry with literally everyone she interacts with. Like, I could ship Charlie with Mick. I could ship Charlie with John. I could ship Charlie with... Sorry, obviously, I could ship Charlie with Mona. Like, I could ship Charlie with anyone on that show. Because her chemistry is just, like... I feel like she's kind of, like, the same as Matt Ryan was at that panel. Like, would Charlie fuck thing? Mayhaps, if Swamp Thing offered. Yeah, that's pretty accurate, I would say. So, I feel like that was just the way she was playing her character. And it wasn't intended to be queerbaiting. And a lot of us just, like, a lot of fans jumped on this idea that they wanted this ship to happen. And it was too late for the writers. They'd already written the course of their story. They'd already filmed the majority of their story. And it'd be too late, basically, to change it now. Um, so I don't think that was intentional. Yeah. But again, Charlie is a canonically queer character, according to the Arrowverse Wikipedia page. And Maisie is a queer actress. And we should be happy with that representation, even if it leads to nothing more than her eventually hooking up with the Swamp Thing. He has no show now. I'm just saying... Whenever people have no show, you just move them to Legends. This is the time. This is where our budget's going. It's going to Swamp Thing. Oh, God. <laughs> Me adding the Legends writers. I figured it out, guys. I wouldn't be as bad if it didn't make sense. It wouldn't make sense. They're always like, people can come over post-crossover. The person they're bringing over is Swamp Thing. Mimi. Do you have any feelings on Charlie? John, Charlie, Swamp Thing, threesome. What's your take, Mimi? Please don't answer that. Honestly, I'd be game. Yes! For that. Anyway. The only valid person here. <laughs> but, Rachel can leave. But also, Charlie's precious, and I love her wardrobe, and I just love when she's just extra snarky. And I like her and Mick a lot, because they're cute friends. Or whatever they are, they make me happy. I'm just saying that glasses scene had a lot of tension. I mean, if there was yeah. going to be a threesome between three main characters, it would be Charlie, John, and Swamp Thing. Not that Swamp Thing's the main <laughs> character on Legends. <laughs> 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 Someone pay me $30 to write Charlie, John, and Swamp Thing. Oh, hold on, I'm tweeting that. Anyway. Um, we're going to move on to The Flash, who uh, we, we had to expand their section because at first we didn't have many people. But don't worry, guys, I opened the Arrowverse Wikipedia. Page. We got to the Arrowverse Wikipedia and they uh, filled us in on the different gay characters in The Flash. Um, the first is Hartley Rathaway, the Pied Piper, um, who some of you might not know was originally supposed to be in the show um, as one of the crew, and he wasn't in the pilot. Um, but they cut him out because he was gay. Or that he was too similar to Cisco, I think, was the stated reason. You see, they let the straight one stay, but not the gay one. I mean, CW never giving me my rights. If they, if they cut Cisco and kept Hartley, you know people would have been mad about that, too. Obviously, the person they had to cut was right there. Caitlin? Yeah. <laughs> We all knew. Let's not get into this. We could have had we could have had Hartley and Ronnie been the relationship. Can we? No, can can we you not? imagine that? Though that would have been so Before cute. We go down that tangent hole. Speak more of these plot things I didn't know about. <laughs> have you not watched oh, the Flash? That was most of it. No, I watched the Flash. I just didn't know about that. 
We'll just go quickly through the Flash because none of us care about the Flash. This isn't a Flash podcast. I don't want to step on their zone. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, sounds good. So he was a villain and then Barry erased time and he was no longer a villain. Um, Coincidence, Barry erased people? Classic Barry things, <laughs> erasing the queer people. A good thing about him, though. First baby Sarah. Was the Antimentis. Uh, the actor that played him is also gay. So it's an example of a gay actor playing a gay character. Moving on. A wee bit gay is a scale. A wee bit gay. Oh, good lord. Okay. Moving on. I'm going to go real quick because no one cares about The Flash. Um, Joe West and Stein as their alternate versions, which I briefly mentioned in the musical crossover episode. This really does not count. It doesn't count. And also, again, this was an episode that the Supergirl writers had a hand in. And I'm just saying, slam dunk, cardboard Melissa, looking out for you. Um, Nora (laughs) West Allen... I've only watched half this last season of Flash because the creepy, scary episode happened and then I got too scared to go back and I didn't want to miss an episode. We didn't watch it. It was scary. We didn't watch we it. We watched the preview. It was scary. <laughs> um, but Nora West Allen was in that and in the one episode I watched, which I think was like the baseball episode. Oh, there was a baseball scene. She just had that one episode of Gay Panic. She had one episode of Gay Panic and so that was enough to list her on the Arrowverse <laughs> Wikipedia page as being gay. Um, and then we have Captain Singh, who is like Barry's boss. Who did bring his, like, husband to Barry's wedding, the first one. He's not a the background gay. One. He's a background gay. He's a gay that's there in the background. We kind of see him. He's kind of like me as far as, like, all my coworkers are concerned. A wee bit gay. Um, according to this, yeah, he would be a wee bit gay. Um, and that's really all the representation we have on DCTV, on Flash, on anything, other than, like, these random characters like Emily, you know, the ex of Flo's character on Supergirl. Why did I just forget this Maggie? name? Maggie. Um, or the random friends that Nia has. Like, not a lot of rap, and I'm really hoping that the Batwoman just expands that, because obviously all of Kate Kane's friends should be queer, because we don't hang out with straighties. Um, however, some people, when we did mention this on the Twitters, brought up characters that existed in other TV universes. Um, Yeah, we we asked for... LGBT superheroes, not just in the Arrowverse and DC content, so. We asked for them in TV, and so, um, a couple were brought up. I'm going to end on the good representation, so I'm going to skip our first bullet point. I am a survivor of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fandom. Mimi, did you ever watch S.H.I.E.L.D.? For a brief period of time, because of Bobby Honestly, and then Bobby's gone, and therefore I left because of Bobby not being there anymore. That is super valid. Actually, that's around the time I left. Um, Jess is taking over as the host for now. Okay? I am taking over briefly as the host because yeah. neither of these two have watched as much Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as I have, and I have suffered so much through that show. <laughs> um, one of the things about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is their queer representation was handled very poorly. If you were involved in the show, and you're probably not, um, there was a character called Victoria Hand who was introduced in season one. She notably was a secret agent who had black hair with red streaks in it, which I feel like kind of unprofessional, but, you know, comics accurate. Um, She was killed in the first season. Spoilers if you plan on watching the first season. By a Hydra agent. Um, So cool, you know, knockoff Nazis killing the queer character. Um, In this show, despite her in comics canon being canonically queer, being canonically with a woman, they never acknowledged it in the show when they killed her before they could. Um... They later introduced the character Isabel Hartley, which was really hyped up before the season as she was played by Lucy Lawless. Um, and if you know comics, obviously Isabel Hartley and Victoria Hand worked together in the comics. They had a brief one-line mention of her at one point having been trying to call Vic when all of like the bad things went down, which is when Victoria died. Um, but it's not explicitly made certain that they were ever in a relationship. 
and not to worry, dear readers, if you watch S.H.I.E.L.D. and you don't remember Heartlead, is because she died the first episode she was in. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So what did they do? They introduced two comics queer lesbian characters, never acknowledged their lesbianism, and killed them both. Both by, like, Hydra, I think. So, I mean, Hydra's a bad guy, but still. Little shady. Low standards. Um, a lot of people did bring up, though, Joey Gutierrez, which is another character on S.H.I.E.L.D. He is arguably predates most of the other characters on this list um, as a one of the first gay man superheroes, um, which, as you saw on this list, not many of them were men. Not many. Not many. I guess he beat out Echo as Curtis. Yeah, um, He was part of the Inhuman squad, was literally there for maybe five or six episodes, had some slightly homophobic, alien-phobic plots. And then was written out. And a lot of S.H.I.E.L.D. fans, whenever someone is like, oh, well, this is like the first queer representation here or that, they're always like, well, Joey was the first first. And I'm like, guys, he was there for like five episodes. <laughs> and it wasn't that good and he was a background character, but okay. Um, but he does count. I mean, hey, as far as queer characters in um, the MCU goes, we've got Joey Gutierrez, Jerry Hogarth, the girls from Runaways, and the the gay, was it Joe Russell? What of the Russo brothers was gay in um, Endgame? Oh, yeah. For like a hot second. The total cap of canonically queer characters, Valkyrie's scene was cut, and until they show me her with Jane Foster, um, it doesn't count. Yes. So it could be worse. We could be Marvel. Then that's my point. It could be worse. We could be Marvel. I don't even want to touch on Jerry Hogarth. I know you've got some feelings if you want to, like, say anything there other than Bad lawyer representation, bad queer representation, just bad. That was pretty much the extent of my feelings. Um, I really don't like her, so. I don't, Mimi, did you watch The Runaways? Um, I've watched The Runaways. My only comment is I love the actress who plays Jerry to no end, so it always makes me go, damn it, I want to love you because I love who plays you, but you anger me so very much all the time. Also, your outfits are flawless, so kind of like I have a lot of like, mixed bizarre feelings on Jerry that aren't really worth touching on. That's but the gays and runaways are precious and I want them to be happy. They just des- everyone there they just deserve to be happy, damn it. They're kids. All these other ones are fucking <laughs> these are children. That's that's the thing and that's one of the reason I watch runaways is because someone put a gif of them kissing on my feed and they were like, it's real cute and it's like as someone who would have loved to have like queer superhero or just queer good queer representation as like a high schooler I love that, like, kids are able to watch Runaways. And it's not, like, yes. I mean, there's some, like, darker elements to the show, but it's not that dark. It's, like, it's good. That's the one, one thing Marvel has done right for queer representation. And, again, it's a diverse couple. It's interracial. It is a lesbian and a bisexual character. It's one of, like, my favorite queer representations on TV. So I will give Marvel one point. Um, Marvel gets one point. Also, in case you're wondering, the article that I was reading has classified age shield as wee bit gay so the standards medium gay <laughs> it is the last show on the list the weeest of wee bit gays and it is um ages of shield should be way gayer than it was it brought in lucy lawless as a character who was lesbian in the comics just to kill her honestly this article's valid wee bit gay um <laughs> I think we've reached the end of all of our bullet points. I don't think we have anything else to say. I don't think we have anything else to say. Rachel was playing the BTS game on her phone, so I you am. know she is super committed to being here. I think we should all end on so ranking ourselves on the beautiful scale this article Wait. gave me. Between very gay, 
wee bit gay and medium gay. We have emails to read that we didn't oh, read on the Oh, no, not the emails, but I'm very gay, and I cannot read. <laughs> well, right. I'm not going to make you read, though. Thank you for not making me read. I don't have my contacts in, guys. I've just been glaring at the phone and hoping words made sense. Just can't actually read. <laughs> I don't know how. Okay, uh, we asked for emails about the trailer, and then we did not read them in our trailer episode because we, we didn't know the password to the email. Do we know the password now? <laughs> yes, we do. <gasps> we I know. know the password. I know the password. She knows the password. She's not sharing, guys. So Why would I share it with you? You're fine. I don't want to remember it. <laughs> you can't read. I can't read. <laughs> okay, so we got our first trailer email. was from Erin. And Erin says, Hello, everyone. I'm a longtime Batwoman super fan, and I'm so excited for the show and also for this podcast. I've loved her for, a long, for so long, and I'm so glad Kate is finally getting the attention she deserves. For most of her existence in her modern form, she's been overlooked by most people and often quite annoyingly confused with Batgirl. I'm nervous for how the show will handle her, but I feel the boost in awareness is the biggest benefit. No longer will she be ignored or mistaken for Barbara Gordon, and that makes me extremely happy. Same, Erin. Same. I like the trailer overall. I know the show would make some big changes to her origin because that's what CW does. Flash and Green Arrow are very different from their comic counterparts as well. I do wish the show hadn't made a few of changes, though. Having Kate co-opt Bruce's equipment instead of making it on her own is my biggest problem. It diminishes her a bit, in my opinion. Also, having the wig be a function of her having people identify her as Batwoman rather than tied explicitly to her Jewish heritage isn't the route I would go. Also, some of the girl power dialogue was too on the nose for my taste and made me cringe a bit. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, I liked it a lot. The action looked good, the cast is great, and as a gay woman, having an unapologetic gay lead is absolutely incredible to say. One thing that makes me exasperated and sad is that apparently the trailer pissed off um, a lot of the same sexist trolls who hounded Brie Larson and Captain Marvel. The trailer on YouTube now has been ratioed and the dislikes are over 100,000, and they've obviously mobilized against the show. We can look forward to review bombing, and I've already seen the writers and cast get harassed on Twitter. I just want to enjoy my favorite character getting her chance to shine, and this makes me very tired and angry. Anyway, they failed to hurt Captain Marvel, and they'll fail to hurt this in the end. Keep up on the great work, and here's to a great podcast for years to come. Thanks, Erin. Oh, thank you, Erin. Uh, so we appreciate cute. it. Years to come. This is a CW show, Erin. You have so much hope for us. <laughs> Maybe we can be the next Riverdale guys. Or you're farming in season three. Let's hope. Okay. I'll, oh my um, god, it would go so perfect with the plastic surgery storyline. Can we? Can we not? <laughs> no, because it's perfect. Mimi, me, I'll you, tweet them. I'll tweet them. Mimi, do you want to read the next email? If not, I can read it. <laughs> I can do the thing. Okay. <laughs> All right. Dear Batwoman Podcast, I know there have been a lot of cold takes on this trailer, especially on YouTube. Don't look them up. They're not fun to watch Ooh, at all. But personally, YouTube. I liked it. Okay, <laughs> oh, sweetie. Um, I read some of the Batwoman comics last year. Uh, Elegy, uh, the first volume of Rebirth, and almost all of her New 52 run in preparation for her appearance in the crossover, and I'm glad I did because she's a great character, and I'm get. And I'm even more excited to watch her show. The look of Kate's costume is growing on me, though her hair and cape were perfect before, but the placement of some of the texture on the costume was kind of weird. But I'm sure it will look better in motion, especially compared to her prototype costume that she'll inevitably have. Yeah, I feel you. Um, although at first I thought the not going to let a man take credit for women's work line was subtle. After discussing it with some people, I realized that it didn't need to be subtle. Kate doesn't seem to be a subtle person after all. After all, and there have been a lot of times where men took credit for women's work because said women were anonymous. And besides, nobody would be complaining if this were a male superhero wanting credit for his work, so I say keep those lines coming. All right. 
I really like the podcast so far. You three are a great team, and I appreciate your perspectives. Keep it up. I haven't thought of a sign-off yet. Oops. <laughs> uh, and that, that email is from New Rachel. Um, oh. Yeah. Cool. Thank <laughs> you, New Rachel. Um, My brain did not read that as part of that email. Can I call you old Rachel? This is literally what she says every single time. Elderly Rachel? It's OG Rachel. It's my Twitter name. You see this every day. I don't know. Someone just texted me. Started a thing. Oh no. I started choking. Anyway, okay. Look what old Rachel did to me. (laughs) Guys, I might have a second heart attack. Let's not get into the heart attack. That's not funny on the podcast. I'm sorry, guys. Anyway, that's all we got for now. Does anybody have any final thoughts that they would like to say? So back to our gay ranking scale. If you are listening to this podcast, you are obligated to reply to our podcast message with the following words. I am very gay. I am medium gay. I am wee bit gay. Or I am a heady, but I'm proud of you. Unless you don't feel comfortable identifying your sexuality at this point. (laughs) This is more about how tall you are, my dudes. If you're very medium, wee bit, or straight, I need to know so I can I can call you. Please call me, tall blonde woman. Anyways, I regret giving you this opportunity. Okay. Thank you for this ending note. Also, organ farming, Riverdale, <laughs> plastic surgery montage. Okay, and this is where we're going to end. Cardboard Melissa, thanks you for your service. Do you have anything you'd like to say, Mimi, before we end? No, this was just a lot of fun. Okay, I'm glad you've enjoyed this. And we're signing off for now. We will uh, talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.